You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Hey, everybody. I'm Sean Reynolds, the owner of Summer Properties Northwest. Reynolds Decline Appraisal, and your host of this episode of the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. I'm going to be like every other podcaster and say this is going to be the greatest podcast ever. I've got stuff on Robin Hood. I've got stuff on Warren Buffett. I've got stuff on Kim Kardashian. I've got stuff on Kanye West. How do all those things tie together? Find out here on this episode of the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. All right, let's jump on in. So I've been kind of following the Kanye West story for a while. I don't even know if I know any of his music. I'm sure I do. I'm sure I've heard stuff and it's like, oh, yeah, that's Kanye. But um, he's just such an interesting figure. And he's such a he's just got his own personality. And obviously, he's a very talented artist. But he also does some just crazy stuff like his whole church service thing on Sundays. And then most recently, yep, I'm going to run for president of the United States. And you know how you hear like rumors of these artists doing crazy stuff. And then you're like, why is he doing that? That seems is that a publicity stunt? Or does he really have issues? Well, one thing that I remember is that he did have an interview, and I think he told like David Letterman or somebody that he's got some um, he's got bipolar. And this kind of was just recently confirmed to the first article. And I'm not going to tie these articles together here. But I'll show you how they kind of come together. First article, I'm going to go over and I'm not going to spend a lot of time in this one. Um, but it is Kim Kardashian West, that's Kanye's um, wife, Kim Kardashian West addresses Kanye West's mental health and asks for compassion. I am not a Kardashian fan, but I am a John Kardashian fan. I thought he was an amazing attorney back in the day with OJ. Um, and the fact that his family kind of lives on, it's, it's just a weird thing. Because I remember I wanted to be an attorney at one point in time and just didn't end up going down that road. And John Kardashian was kind of a badass in his time. And um, so I always followed him. And then to have the Kardashian daughters come along, uh, it's just always kind of one of those weird things. It's like, wow, the, the Kardashians are on TV with another one of my heroes, Bruce Jenner. But we can't call Bruce Jenner Bruce Jenner because he's somebody else now. And to have your hero from your Wheaties box go on the Kardashian show and then go down this other wild road. That's, you know, life is funny that way. So Kim Kardashian West addresses Kanye West's mental health and asks for compassion. That's that's a thing. Kim Kardashian West has shared a message about her husband, Kanye West, and his mental health. In an Instagram story posted on Wednesday, Kardashian West acknowledged that West has been diagnosed with bipolar disorder and said it's incredibly complicated and painful for many to understand. As many of you know, Kanye has bipolar disorder. Anyone who has this or has a loved one in their life who does knows how incredibly complicated and painful it is to understand. And the article kind of goes on to say, um, basically, he sometimes takes his medication and sometimes doesn't, which explains some really erratic behavior. Because I don't know if you guys have ever known somebody to have been diagnosed as bipolar, but their highs are super high, and then their emotional lows are super lower. That's low. That's that whole bipolar thing. And a lot of artists um, say, yeah, or really talented people or, or really creative people, they can't take the bipolar medication or they can't take medication to level them out because it takes away their creativity. I don't really want to take that because I lose all my creativity. I've got family members the exact same way. Yeah, I'm not taking that medication. I'm just going to you know, figure this out on my own, non-medicated. And that never seems to work out well, especially for those of them around them. 
it's just not a good recipe. But then the flip side is they kind of become a zombie, right? I mean, they go through this really, you know, creative, do a lot of stuff, a lot of energy to just, uh, just kind of barely subsisting. So Kanye's got bipolar, and he's probably not taking his medication. So I think you can look at a lot of his instances and go, all right, he probably was on one of his big up kind of cycles when that behavior happened. And um, that's sad. But you know, he's got to live his life. But unfortunately, his life gets magnified by the public eye. He's just got this huge target on him. Look what Kanye's doing now. Kanye's on tour and he's doing just weird stuff or he's coming up with this music. It's like, what's that all about? What's the whole church thing all about? Um, or the whole I'm running for president of the United States thing. And so when you make mistakes like that, most of us make mistakes. Maybe, maybe you've had a night out where you you know, had one too many adult beverages, something like that, and you do something stupid. Well, that's think of maybe the few people that you impacted doing that, take that and magnify it by millions and millions of people. Because that's what an artist like Kanye, that's what happens to him. So I feel bad for the guy in a lot of respects. And it's like, all right, he's trying to get his life together. And his wife wants to get him to get his life together, obviously. And it's complicated, very complicated as those situations are. All right, so I'm going to tie that. So Kanye's got bipolar and he does some weird stuff. All right, we know that. I'm going to tie that to the next article. And this is 84,000 Robin Hood traders at risk of bag holding after Kanye threatens Gap. Boy, you got 84,000 Robin Hood traders. You got bag holding, which is when a stock drops and you've got that stock in your portfolio, you are left holding the bag. Oh, no, not good. And then you got Kanye West and you've got Gap, Gap the clothing company. All right, so Gap's Yeezy, also a reference to Kanye, Gap's Yeezy, and that's kind of one of his nicknames, Yeezy deal brought waves of stock speculators. But what happens if Kanye quits? And that's my whole point for kind of sharing this is that a lot of what we're seeing out there in the Robin Hood trades they aren't necessarily going off of solid business fundamentals. People are people are trading stocks um, on sheer speculation. And that's never going to go well, because you aren't trading on business fundamentals. And I'm sounding like an old dude again, You're not trading on business fundamentals, get back to the basics. Um, I'm old. This is where I'm at. I'm talking about it. So when I see these headlines of this guy, this famous artist who's influencing stock over here has bipolar and he's doing this stuff and all these stock traders are involved. It's just a recipe for disaster. So Gap stock surged 40% when news broke of professional hyphen Kanye West's exclusive 10-year deal with the fashion of the retail fashion giant last month, a story that attracted more than 84,000 Robin Hood traders to add Gap to their portfolios. Interesting. I mean, 84,000. That's just so many, right? As hype surrounding the partnership cooled, Gap stock would fall more than 20% from its $14.44 a share peak. Now, more than a month later, West's relationship with Gap has again influenced the company's stock price. It sank 6% on Monday, oh, after West threatened to walk away from the deal during an appearance at an event on Sunday night. People not taking their medication that are bipolar are oftentimes... Um, they're going to do stuff that isn't necessarily rational, that's not 
in their best interest. It's not in their manager's best interest. It's not in their family's best interest. They just do stuff, right? You've all been around that. And um, maybe you have it. I don't know. Have you? Who knows? Uh, this put Gap stock down more than 26% for the year to date. That sucks. Um, but while, con while West apparent influence over Gap's share price might concern potential investors, it's the tens of thousands of Robinhood traders who are at immediate risk of being stuck holding the bag. A term for those unfortunate souls that stubbornly hold on to an investment that, ha that depreciates massively in value. I think I've got some cryptocurrency. Do I have I have a bunch of cryptocurrency? Ethereum? I can't uh, Litecoin. I've got Litecoin and Ethereum, I believe. I'd have to ask my my guy Darian who I point over there and he's just not even sitting there right now. I think he's outside on the phone or something. So Kanye West and Gap, a recipe for bag holding. To get a better idea of how many Robinhood traders were attracted by West's 10-year deal, Yeezy deal with Gap, Hard Fork analyzed the company's stock movements against the popularity data provided by Robin Track. So so Robin Track, which is a Robinhood app uh, thing, it measures the popularity data. Hmm. I don't know. Updated hourly, Robinhood Track provides the number of Robinhood users holding a stock at any point in time. While it doesn't tell us how many shares a user owns or their trade positions, it does provide an idea of the general sentiment of the Robinhood user base overall. Can you say herd mentality for trading? And I know people do it because all you got to have is movement up or down and you can make money. It's just that um, in the stock trading world, it's usually more subtle than that. You don't have these massive gyrations or these massively wild things unless there is something actually going on in the business world. But now because uh, there's this, a trend of this herd mentality to buy something or sell something, that's impacting business as well. So not only do you have business fundamentals now, you've got stock popularity issues as well. I don't know. Um, in the lead up to trade opening on the morning of June 26, that's a couple of days ago. The, oh, no, 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 that's a month ago. The day the West Gap deal was made public, there were some 12,000 Robinhood users owning Gap shares. As soon as trading began, Gap skyrocket, Gap stock skyrocketed to reach a peak of $14.44 at um, such a time. It's up 40% within the first hour. That's a big jump. One hour later, there were more than 20,000 Robinhood users holding Gap. The West deal had suddenly attracted nearly 8,000 new investors to Gap, a loss-making venture that's mostly out of money due to the coronavirus pandemic. So Gap was shut down, uh, retail stores not open. It was kind of struggling to begin with. It's kind of like Hertz. It's one of those zombies, not quite a zombie stock yet, but its stock was way down. Fast forward to July 7th and 96,563 Robinhood users had bought in and 87% of those came after word of the West Gap deal first broke. So now you've got influencers. Seriously, you've got uh, social media artist influencers that are having an impact on the stock market. Thousands have sold, but there's still plenty more still holding. Unfortunately, it's hard to know exactly what price those traders bought in. But we do know that Robinhood Track recorded nearly 20,000 more holders during the first five hours trade on June 26, when Gap stock traded 
between $14.44 and $11.92. But the most dramatic surge in holders came three days after that initial pump between uh, $13.46, and this is um, military time, 24-hour time. And so call $146 and $247 on June 29th. At least 29,992 Robinhood users added Gap stock. Almost 30,000 users added Gap stock when it was worth around $12.70. Gap stock currently trades at 1269, which means a huge bulk of Robinhood users are still counting on Gap to one day trade well beyond $14 in order to turn a profit. As for how many traders gave up on Gap following West's latest onstage rant, 2,207 sold all their Gap stock when trade opened on Monday morning. So everybody is pretty much just hanging in there. They're saying, you know what? We think this is going to go up. At Pixel Time, there were 87,396 Robinhood users with Gap stock in their portfolios. So we don't really know how those Gap uh, stock traders and Robinhood, how they're going to do long term. But what we're saying is that you've got a whole bunch of people thinking, all right, if Kanye's in, even though we know that he's bipolar and not taking his medication, we're going to go ahead and bet on this anyway, not really basing it on any fundamentals. And also Gap stock was doing terrible going into the pandemic, right? I mean, it's just it's not doing well, uh, historically. Um, it's a clothing retail and everything's gone online. And the hope for a lot of these retailers, I mean, how many retailers are just struggling right now? And especially ones that are dependent upon physical stores, because a lot of malls are just, are they open? Are they shut? Have they been looted? I mean, just all kinds of stuff has been happened, has been happening, and it's impacted retail clothing stores that have physical presence. All right, so we've got that story that a ton of Robin Hood traders bought in after they heard about Yeezy's. Uh, deal with the gap. All right, we're moving on to the next one that is also related. Robinhood traders are betting against veteran billionaire investors like Warren Buffett and Carl Akan, and they're winning. Are they really winning? Let's find out. All right, there's been a surge. This is the these are the kind of highlights of this. There's been a surge in retail trading activity since the COVID-19 stay-at-home orders swept across the nation. The increase in trading activity by retail investors has in part been chalked up to sports bettors speculating on stocks due to the shutdown of all professional sports leagues amid the pandemic. Dave Portney a.k.a. Davey Day Trader of Barstool Sports, has led the charge of introducing a brand new audience to stocks with his trading videos, often garnering up to 1 million views on Twitter. This group of traders has been betting on beaten down stocks that have been abandoned by veteran billionaire investors like Warren Buffett and Carl Kahn, and they're starting to win. Okay, let's find out how. Robinhood traders have been placing big bets against veteran billionaire investors, and now they're starting to win. Since the start of COVID-19, stay-at-home orders swept across the nation. There's been a surge in retail brokerage trading. This surge has in part been fueled by a new group of investors who are looking for excitement as professional sports leagues are temporarily shuttered. My buddy Dan Flitch, who owns a couple of bars, his um, pull tabs play has been off the charts for him. It's been very successful. And it's because people aren't going out as much. They're not spending as much money going out. They're not taking vacations. They're not buying a bunch of stuff. When's the last time you went shopping for clothes? Our mall here, our malls here have been open for a while. And I just 
I just haven't gone back. I think I've just gotten used to the clothes I've got for this season. I'm just going to roll with that. And I don't see myself going back like anytime soon. I'll go to the grocery store. I'll go to Home Depot. I'll go to 7-Eleven all day long. But those are places I've been going to the whole time. These other stores, I think I've just gotten out of the habit of going shopping. And it's going to take... I, Maybe I'm just mentally not quite there yet. I don't know about you, but I like to go shopping. I like to buy stuff. Who doesn't? It's cool. It's fun. So um, people are wanting to have some fun in their lives. And so, you know, basically betting on stocks is a replacement for betting on sports. Pull tabs, another form of legal gambling. The house is always going to win. It's always stacked in the house's favor, right? It's just like Las Vegas, another place that's been absolutely decimated because they're dependent upon tourism and tourists that come and gamble. And guess what? That is not happening. Not a lot of that going on. All right. Uh, David Partney of Bartol Sports, also known as David Day Trader on Twitter, has led the charge in introducing a new audience to investing through the videos he posts on Twitter. Portney often talks about the stocks he's trading and why he's trading them before going on impassioned rants about the stock uh, current market and political environment. If you haven't watched him, he's pretty funny. I like Barstool Sports. I think they're pretty aggressive. I think they have fun content. I used to watch a lot of Jenna Marbles stuff. She's another YouTuber that I've watched a lot, not because um, I love her content. I love the way that she delivers it. I love her editing style and just the way that she creates videos. I think she's a great YouTuber. And I recently saw that she went off YouTube um, probably because she just took one too many comments and didn't want to do it anymore. And I get that. I've been at this for a while. But, you, you know, you, you take the hits, you take the comments from people, and you can kind of you can kind of push those down. But after a while, you're like, you know what, you're a jerk for saying that. So I just don't really read many of the comments. So if you want to get a hold of me, um, you can email me on our I think it's info at summitpropertiesnw.com email address. It's on our YouTube channel. So you can get a hold of me there. But I don't read a lot of comments just because I figure, well, it's your opinion, you're entitled to your opinion. I don't necessarily have to read it. Um, and it's also because I have so many 1000s of comments that come through on all of our content now that I, I can't get to them. I wish I could. Because um, I like reading 95% of the comments, it's the other 5% that are just like, Oh, that was really mean. I mean, oh, why are you telling me that? That's just horrible. You're a horrible person. But that's my opinion. So recently, this new group of traders has been betting against the likes of veteran and billionaire investors like Warren Buffett, Carla Kahn, Stanley Druckenmiller, and they're starting to win. We keep going back to they're starting to win, right? First up is Warren Buffett, billionaire from where in Nebraska? What's it called? I forget. Uh, first up, Warren Buffett and the airline stocks. In early May, Buffett revealed that Berkshire Hathaway had fully liquidated its stake in the big four airlines. Around the time, Robinhood investors in Portney started to pile into airline stocks as evidenced by a surge in assets in the U.S. Global Jets ETF. Um, since Buffett revealed that he sold his airline stocks, the Jets ETF has surged 55%. Robinhood traders won Veteran billionaire investors, zero. One to zero. Robin Hood ahead. They won the first match. Okay. Next up is Carl Akan and Hertz. I've been following Carl Akan. I mean, he's a famous investor. He was a famous investor when I was in high school, way back when we all lived in caves. Yep, the Stone Age. Carl Akan. That guy, the fact that he is still trading amazes me. 
But that guy is just a rock star and always will be. In late May, Akan revealed in an SEC filing that he liquidated his entire position in Hertz at an average price of 72 cents per share, representing a loss of more than $1.8 billion. Hertz had recently filed for bankruptcy, sending its shares into a tailspin. Now, Hertz is done, right? I mean, it is one of those walking zombie companies. And it is basically being propped up by the markets. People are trading it because you can make money whether it goes up or goes down. But this is one of those zombie companies that's being propped up by junk bond debt. And it's just barely hanging on, but it keeps going. But retail traders not scared of Hertz equity potentially being wiped out by its bankruptcy proceedings have piled into the stock. Robinhood accounts that own near Hertz nearly doubled since the start of its bankruptcy proceedings to 73,000 as of Friday. 73,000 Robinhood accounts have bought into Hertz, which is a bankrupt company. Well, it's, we know what's going down, but let's ride this bad boy because, man, there's some movement. We're not going to get caught. We're, you know, we're playing musical chairs at this, at this point. The last guy standing up, he loses. So the last guy holding the bag loses. To those people who don't really understand business fundamentals, including a lot of new Robin Hood users, somebody's going to get burned. Since Akon liquidated his position at 72 bucks a share, Hertz has skyrocketed more than 400%. Robin Hood traders, too? Veteran billionaire investors, zero. So that's kind of how this story goes. And then we've got Druckenheimer, David Tepper, and Chamath Palahapiatia. I'm going to go with that as the last name. They did some more trades, and um, they lost as well. But here's the thing. The big difference between guys like Warren Buffett and Carl Akon is they are billionaires and they are methodically trading businesses based on their business fundamentals. We sell Hertz because it's going down the tube, not because we think we might make a little bit of money here or there, whether it goes up or down at the tail end as it gasps for life during its bankruptcy proceedings. I mean, is it going to make a big turnaround? No, it's in bankruptcy, right? Carl Akon, same thing. He's making a business decision. All right, this looks like a loser. Let's get out. Warren Buffett, same thing. Airlines, ah, this isn't good. Let's cut our losses. Let's move on. And then you've got everybody else in these Robin Hood traders who aren't really recognizing basic business fundamentals. And this is a, a, you know, a talk that I've had with my son, Kiernan, who's not a new trader. He's been trading for quite a while. But I think the whole concept of trading based on business fundamentals, buying good companies long term and holding them. Now we've got this day trading mentality on, well, I'm not going to hold anything for more than a day. And I'm going to trade it. And if I have to take a loss, I will. Or I'm going to, I'm going to bail out after, you know, 10% loss, and I'm just going to keep doing that. And eventually I'll hit a winner. That's kind of like betting on black it, you know, whatever in Vegas, right? I mean, it's it, it's a gamble. It's not based on anything fundamentally, whether a company has a good balance sheet, whether it has a great product it's bringing to market, whether it has a history of being a good company, whether it cash flows. How many companies in the last 20 years have never cash flowed 
and yet have these crazy IPOs and everybody's like, well, it's got future potential. It could, this could really be the next big thing. Let's go ahead and buy it. Well, I think a lot of trades are happening right now, especially with Robinhood with inexperienced investors. And at some point in time, everybody's going to be holding the bag and go, oh, that's, this is the downside. This is what's happening. And so for Warren Buffett and Carla Kahn, yeah, they might lose a billion dollars. Maybe they lose $2 billion. Maybe they lose half a million dollars. But these guys are all billionaires many times over. And so this is a business decision for them. If somebody's holding a big portion of their portfolio of Hertz, and it literally goes to zero, because it's in bankruptcy, that's going to hurt them. And these are people who can't afford that kind of thing. So that's where I think it's important for people to understand, you got to make some trades based on uh, business fundamentals, the fundamentals of a company. Otherwise, you are literally just gambling. Why don't you give your money to buy my buddy Dan and do some pull tabs? I mean, maybe you're a better uh, stock gambler than I am. But I leave my money up to professional money managers and have them kind of do the, the work because they've got lots and lots of people behind them that analyze stocks and analyze companies. And that's what they do, right? Have somebody professional in your life handling your money. Don't roll the dice on a $50,000 trade on Hertz because you think it might bump up a point. That just doesn't make any sense. But that sure is fun to trade like that, right? I mean, what a rush if you make 10 grand, 15 grand, 20 grand on a single trade, maybe inside of a day, maybe inside of an hour, who knows, you got enough money on something, you, you can you can hit a big one. That's not that hard. You can also put it all on red in Vegas and go ah, let's see how this goes. Ah, oh, or ah, winner. All right. Let's go do some more gambling. I'm not much of a gambler. I'm not a very good gambler. So maybe you shouldn't listen to me. If I was a better gambler, I'd be saying, yeah, let's trade some more Hertz on Robinhood. Or let's trade some more Gap, even though that's not a business model that seems to be working moving forward, selling clothes through retail. Or maybe their, you know, their online presence isn't what it should be. And they're having a tough time transitioning to online because that's the only place you're going to sell clothes for a while with the Rona doing its thing. So Big difference here is these articles are glorifying Robinhood traders winning. Yes, but they're playing a game that they probably shouldn't be playing. In my opinion, my kid tells me, Dad, you just don't understand the new world of investing. Maybe that's true, too. Maybe I am just that old crotchety guy going, ah, oh, you guys shouldn't be doing this. But I think at some point in time, there will be a day of reckoning for Warren Buffett and Carla Kahn. Those guys are so above the fray that these are just business fundamentals. It's the fundamentals of trading for them. They are following their program. And it's based on business fundamentals. And that is how they got where they are. Carla Kahn, he's a leveraged buyout king, meaning he went in and bought companies that he thought he could uh, cut up for pieces, sell off pieces, and it's worth more than the original company he bought. All right, he's an LBO expert. Yep. Warren Buffett, and some people might say, oh, it's terrible. It's the worst thing in the world. To me, it's just business. And Warren Buffett, and that guy's just a master of what he does. So only time will tell. We'll see if Robin Hood traders versus Warren Buffett and Carla Khan have to see how that game ends up. But um, yeah, tune into Dave Portney if you want some entertaining stuff. Dave Portney of uh, 
uh, Barstool Sports because he's pretty funny. All right, that's it for me. I am done with this podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you found this content helpful or entertaining, love to have you subscribe to our YouTube channel. And thanks so much for tuning in and all of our our, uh, podcast platforms. I'm Sean Reynolds from Summer Properties Northwest, podcasting daily, sometimes twice daily, most of the time twice daily. We'll catch you in the next one. See you then. Thanks again for tuning in. Bye. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out. 